Welcome to Micah Bradford Connected, where we bring together hope and information to help support your life. Join us on this journey in connecting the dots and finding answers to your most challenging health issues. So, let's connect, where no topic is off limits. Common interests prevail, but opinions don't always align. This is Micah Bradford Connected. Welcome back to Connected with Micah Bradford as we start part two of our three-part series with Dr. Deanna Linick talking about augmentative communication devices, dual symbol immersion, and Symbol It, the innovative new app that her and her team have created that helps in providing visual icons or symbols in real time as you are speaking to help visually reinforce what you're saying when talking with individuals that may have communication delays, auditory processing, or have had additional obstacles to overcome with either expressing themselves or receiving language or auditory information back. So we are so happy to have Dr. Olenek back today. And at this time, we're going to jump right back in as we start off with our discussion of just what are some of the things that have been missing historically with using different technology or concepts in fostering language with individuals, whether it be autism or any other language delay that can occur with a specific condition. I want to show the person how to speak on their device, much like I would ask a baby or a person to look at me as I'm pronouncing a new word or showing them a new word or helping them to understand it. That's about the mechanics of the production, but the language and language input can be so much more beyond that. What we've missed in the past is in real time speech to picture symbol translation. We don't have another way to be able to do that. I truly am excited for us to open up our thoughts to being able to not just provide a static communication board or to look at a picture symbol sequence that I planned before my session or before the activity and hold myself to those few words that I'm giving the person. Now I truly can give them all of the words that I say verbally in picture symbols. That's the difference that that symbol it lets us do is that in the moment, real time translation of speech to picture symbols to be able to provide, as you talked about with your son, to be able to say, hey, what is it that you want? And you've asked a question and then to pause. And then I think I want to go get some ice cream and then to symbol it, and then to pause, and to give him an opportunity, as you described, to process the information, to be able to process it visually as well as auditorily, because he's heard it and now he gets to see it, and then to be able to formulate his response. That part of the communication dance where we say something and we watch the listener to see if they understood and if they've got something that they want to say and to give them an opportunity to to participate in that exchange of the interaction. Symbolit provides a way for us to give our part of the visually symbolic language 
while we then wait for them to take their turn or provide them an opportunity to take their turn. So one of the things that you said in the very beginning of this show was that you were moved by the human rights aspect of the individual getting to make choices, getting to express their thoughts and wants. And I think that is so profound and significant because quite often the communication that these individuals are empowered with is very black and white, and it is based on significantly, most of the time, it's what we are wanting to offer them or whatever is in our repertoire of choices or what we think makes sense. And the emotional, social aspect of sharing and relating seems to be minimized. And so what I love about providing this tool and this opportunity and having a shift in our thought process is it is truly showing the symbol speaker, the person who is using the device as a primary form of communication, that there are more options. The world is not just about, I want a cookie, give me more, I want to go to the bathroom, what animal is this? I mean, it, so it's opened up just from watching your presentation and seeing how we are now uh, participants, true participants in the modeling of what they can do. Because historically, when we've worked on teaching communication to individuals with communication deficits, it's been either just by modeling. And I say this in context of family members and such, because I know that there's definitely more clinically that goes into it when you're under a clinical circumstance of doing speech therapy. But typically it was either modeling the word or the sounds or pairing a word with a picture or just giving very discreet, specific directions and hoping to prompt a response by the receiver. And so to be able to see how the delivery and teaching of how to use the communication devices is different. To me, that was a game changer because historically we weren't taught, even back in the day when Jacob, um, there were a few different products that had come out on the market and many school districts were really trying to be proactive. They were trying to, to provide another resource but what we saw is that the teaching of using any kind of simple system was, was pretty basic and archaic where it was just teaching them how to use it for specific functions, not conceptually how to use that device to get their needs and wants met. And so what I'm excited about is to be able to talk about what does it look like? What is the difference from when we've been training and teaching? What was that difference in the, the so many years and the percentage of not seeing augmentative communication systems thrive and excel? How was it taught then versus how are you and Courtney showing and teaching this in your training seminars? You open up really the crux of the issue and the, we get to the core of the problem as well as the core of the answer. So you described teaching versus developing. 
and there's a difference when we teach we decide we the educator the parent the interventionist the therapist we decide what the person needs to learn we decide what the order is we decide what the context is we decide how we're going to measure it and that teaching of the elements works well and academically we know that we begin those more instructive activities when the language is already developed. But we don't begin teaching babies in early development specific words and specific things that we want them to do. We immerse them in language. We give them the language. We talk to them about everything and anything. I love the videos of dads reading Sports Illustrated to their young children or even their older children or moms reading the, the recipes to the child as they're looking at it. It's about language and language input. It's about speaking and giving them information based on the context and what's going on. So the minute we say we're going to teach, that means we have to decide what comes first and what comes next. Development, on the other hand, means that we provide opportunities, that we give them the tools, we give them the language. We know that from development of motor skills as well as development of social skills as well as development of language that we don't necessarily know what comes next. We just give them all of those opportunities. We provide those opportunities for them. So the first shift is from it being teaching to developing. What if, and this is the, one of those questions that just really keeps me awake at night, what if the barriers to language development for individuals with autism, for individuals with cerebral palsy, for individuals with Down syndrome, for individuals with a variety of other neurological or developmental disorders, what if the lack of language development was just because we didn't have it in a symbol system that was accessible to them? What if? If that's the only change, then putting language into visual symbols, making language visible while we're speaking it would provide the opportunity for the person to develop language in that typical developmental trajectory, then our outcomes will be completely different. So that's one of the, the foundational premises, the difference between teaching, because we're not deciding exactly what to teach, request for object, request for action, before you move on to another reason for communication, versus I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna answer, I'm gonna describe, I'm gonna talk about everything when I'm immersing them in when I'm doing the dual symbol immersion. So that's the first part is that we need to speak to the person in symbols so that we can develop language versus teaching. Developmentally, there's not one reason for communication that always comes first. Children don't begin, infants don't begin by requesting objects. Oftentimes their first word is mama or dada or 
the puppy dog's name. Sometimes it's no. It's a variety of different reasons. It's not just to get things. So by giving language, by us providing our language for all of those reasons, asking, answering, directing attention to ourselves, labeling, describing, and rejecting, which is a really important one, we give all of the language so that the developing symbol speaker then develops what's, what they're ready for, what comes next for them. I think that everything that you just said to me, what was such a revelation is whenever we started down the path of therapy, and this is you know 20 years ago, and times have changed, thank goodness, but starting out, and, and I still see this at times where we had a list of items that were going to be taught. And we were always working under the premise that you could not incorporate something if you hadn't taught the object or taught the action or taught, how could you talk about the dog running or chasing the ball if you weren't sure that the learner or simple speaker knew and could identify ball and dog. And so I think what's interesting is that the merging and marrying conceptually of we know at least for Jake that the listening, the hearing, auditory issues are an issue for him. And so communication, and it was just such a revelation to think if I would have just had images paired with what I was saying so that in real time, that if it was possibly just the delay and him being able to process quickly enough the verbal words that he had difficulty with auditorily, how could that have been a game changer? And to think about then when you talked about typical development and it really did hit home. I was like, wow, think about the fact that we talk to babies. We talk 24 seven. It's data input in and in and in and in. And yet the evolution and the output and the time it takes, like what you said, I mean, we start talking to babies from day one and it's months before they start modeling or mimicking and it just hit home that how could we have ever expected these children to build up any kind of fluency whatsoever or be able to utilize these communication systems if the people around them are not modeling it consistently. Well said. And, and, and for me, the language, I look whether it's the individuals that are struggling to communicate or maybe it's the individuals that that there's aggressive outbursts. I know that the circumstances that occur because they are so frustrated with the world around them because they cannot convey their thoughts, ideas, or wants or needs. Mm -hmm. And so for me, this whole revelation of, of pairing the symbols and, and immersing the person to where we're truly helping and teaching 24 seven, it, it breaks my heart honestly, to look back and think, how did we ever expect? Because for me personally, learning new technology, I mean, I, I had contemplated going from an iPhone to an Android at one point, but I was like, I don't have the bandwidth to learn new navigation. And even for some of the technological pieces that using for the podcast, it's grueling. So if we feel that way as adults, I can't fathom how hard it is for an individual receiver to learn or be expected to learn 
a communication tool or technique without having constant access to it and seeing how it's being used over and over again. And Micah, you bring up and put together so many of the points, which I absolutely love. And so you construct them together and I'm going to deconstruct a little bit. So one is we need to make sure that we're giving language for more than requesting, that we're giving all of that language. There, there's not an adult out there who would say to a developing baby, no, no, don't say dada until you can point to him. No, 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 I can't have you saying dada until you can show me that you can identify your dada because that's not how language develops. Dada becomes every male. Actually, it's every female and male initially, and then it becomes every male, and then it becomes every male in the family, and then it becomes my dad. And, and so there's nothing about verbal language development that means that we understand the whole of the concept receptively before we begin using the word expressively. Even as adults, how many times will you try using a word because you think it works and then you're like, no, that does not mean what you think it means, right? That we, we, we have that happen because we shape our understanding of the word. So the whole idea that you need to understand the word before you express it is not true. It's not true for you and I. We'll understand parts of it, but we'll use the word to develop it. We need to have the same rules and the same expectations for language development through alternative symbols that we do for verbal language. There's nothing that we know at the beginning of augmenting a symbol speaker or giving symbols to, um, to a person immersing them in symbols, there's nothing that we know right off the bat about their learning that means we need to teach them differently. The first premise is they're not getting the symbols in the symbol system that's accessible to them. And so if all we need to do is to immerse them in the symbols, we may not need to have any other different instructional strategies. And I know that that part gets into a, a lot more complicated, but what if all we need to do is provide them with the symbols and not change that development or how we help that language to develop? The other that, that you um, put together as, an, as a thought or as an idea is connecting that with behaviors why do we have behaviors? And again, air quotes on the behaviors. Behaviors are a nonverbal way to be able to get things done. You and I started out, we, all of us that are listening came into this world with nonverbal communication behaviors. We cried when we were hungry. We cried when we were wet. We cried when we were uncomfortable. Our cries became differentiated. We started to put our hand up to get a hand in between the face, um, our, our face and the face of somebody coming next to us. We turned our head away. Some of us even spit up when we got upset and some of us will still get like nauseous. I can't even say the word nauseous when we get upset. But we came into this world with nonverbal communication behaviors. 
then we developed symbolic communication, verbal language for the majority of us. We developed verbal language in addition to those nonverbal communication behaviors. We can still go back to those nonverbal communication behaviors. We can do every one of them. I can throw a tantrum. I can push things, throw things, drop things. I can smile. I can laugh. I can run into the kitchen and grab what I want. I can do all of those nonverbal communication behaviors. But because I have symbolic language and because I use symbolic language, I then have more symbols to be able to relate to somebody socially and to be able to ask and answer and direct attention, all of those other communication behaviors. But for our friends, our loved ones, our, our clients, our patients, our family members who don't have a symbolic communication system, they have to rely on the nonverbal. The nonverbal is what they have that's going to make things work for them. But until we help them develop symbolic communication that has a variety of meanings, asking, answering, requesting, commenting, rejecting, all of that, then they don't have symbols to be able to do what the nonverbal communication behaviors do. One of the most important numbers for me is that the addition of a negative word, the addition of not doubles your vocabulary. If you've got a vocabulary of 50 words and I give you not, now you've got a vocabulary of 100. Not I, not you, not want, not like, not that, not now, not then, not me, not, not it, right? We, wow. we, we need to give the words, we need to immerse in the words that provide all of that language opportunity. And that comes back to the Communication Bill of Rights, the Human Rights to communicate. And there is a communication bill of rights. It's now published by the World Health Organization. It's on the American Speech and Hearing Association, the ASHA.org website. Um, but just searching the communication bill of rights, what do we have the right to be able to communicate? And what do our loved ones have the right to be able to communicate? What they want, what they don't want. But oftentimes we don't get beyond that. What else? Who they want, who they don't want, when, who, what, when, where, why, how, all of those different meanings, they have a right to be able to communicate all the things that you and I do. But that's where we've got to develop their language so that they have the language, they have the symbols to be able to let us know all of those different meanings. Language isn't developed moving from requests for objects to requests for actions to another meaning. Language is developed with a variety of meanings right off the bat. Mama means that's my mama. Mama means where's my mama. Mama means thank you, mama, for bringing that to me. Mama means mama, help me. I need to get something. Mama, one word has a variety of different meanings. Dual symbol immersion and symbol it will help us to be able to immerse the learner in the symbol system that they're learning in all the different meanings of communication, along with immersing them in their own personal speech generating device when that's decided. And it needs to be decided early and quickly. But when we've decided that we're using all the tools at our disposal 
low-tech communication systems, voice output communication devices, their voice output communication device, symbol it. We're using all of that to immerse them, give them all the language that we give verbally and through other picture symbols so that they can develop the language to be able to meet every one of those communication bill of rights. Wow. Okay. And this is very profound because, and we're going to have information and links to these things that you've talked about, um, absolutely to hear my voice and to symbol it so that our listeners can learn how they can right now download the symbol it app for free, which is huge. I mean, this is a huge blessing, game changer, whether it's mom, grandparents, you know, and, and if you're listening right now, and you're like, I, I still don't quite conceptually understand what I'm supposed to do, that's okay. Because we are going to have Dr. Olenek back multiple times discussing and talking about the features and functions and the why as to why this shift and how we are teaching and supporting communication needs to occur. So for those of us that have seen over the past two decades, the desire for our loved ones to want to connect and communicate. And also, you know, as I, as I listen to you, it makes me realize why our children, so many individuals are drawn to the music, the TV, the reinforcement of words with images. Why that language being paired and how often um, many of our, our learners will use a phrase that they have seen in a movie and they will put it in the right context of a real life situation. And so as I'm listening to this, it makes me realize that we already have so many um, examples of those real life opportunities that have occurred where the learner has heard the language paired with the circumstance and has repeatedly seen it and then how often many of our learners will transfer that over into a real life situation. And as parents or as caregivers, we get excited and think that's novel. But the reality is those examples are just reinforcing the very core and foundation of what you're talking about. It's that re repetition and seeing and the pairing, but being immersed because quite often our loved ones are working with some kind of technology, whether it just be simply watching a movie or a video. And so I'm excited to hear further. I think what we're gonna do now is we are going to be sure that we have the links. Again, listeners, this is an opportunity and you want to do this as soon as possible. You know, Dr. Lennox, how long do you think the app is going to be available for individuals? Is that something, is there a time frame, or is it just until any other notice or is this something for it to be free to people in the community? What does that look like? Our goal from for symbol it, and that's by symbol speak. So um, my business partner, Will Taylor and myself, our goal is to provide it indefinitely for free. As wow. long as our leases with the symbol companies allow that. So um, that's our goal. Um, we do have additional 
products that will be an option to add to Symbolit, and those will have a cost associated with them. And those will be out beginning shortly. Our first one to, to come out should be in November of 2019. But the long-term goal is for us, as long as our leases of the symbols allow, we will provide Symbolit for free. Fantastic. So right now, so listeners, you can go and learn more about Symbolit at symbolspeak.co. And then also on the iOS, the Apple App Store, you can find this to download and, you know, go ahead, go there, download it. The instructions are easy to read and it's exciting. You can pick some different options. There are, for those of you who aren't familiar with augmentative communication devices, there are a variety of companies that have really been the leaders in this uh, market as far as developing different types of symbol systems. And at this time, uh, there are three companies that are currently listed as options to pick on the symbols that you will use with your Symbolit app. And so, you know, play around a little bit with the navigation, learn how that tool can be modified. You can customize it to the size of the images, um, the fonts. It's really exciting with, without words. I mean, just a lot of opportunities here for you to customize just like you would if you were texting, <laughs> if you were doing your emojis. So I have no doubt that um, whether you're a parent, professional caregiver, that if you have a handheld phone device, you will easily be able to learn Symbolit and see the value and how it will assist you even in just your communications, even without knowing or have attended any of Dr. Olenek's trainings that literally using the Symbolit as a visual when you're talking to your loved one, that it could make a significant difference and their ability to understand what you're saying and start the process of the dual symbol immersion of words with these symbols. I am just excited and I look forward to having you back because the next thing that I wanna talk about is what does it look like? When we start looking at, for us, being the trainers, being the parents, being the people around them, if we know now the reasoning, the why, and we know that there are tools and, and we make that shift of understanding as to how we can help our learners learn, what does that look like? So I am just so thankful for having you here today. And clearly your resources and tools that you are creating in the technology, realm of technology are absolutely going to change the world and the quality of life for so many individuals. And I look forward to on our next episode, being able to talk about the human rights for communication, because as we see the numbers increasing of individuals who have uh, communication deficiencies, we also see, at least from the many people that I work with and deal with, we see the issues of frustration. We see the issues of, um, of having very difficult time being in the community and, and being able to interact because of those frustrations. And so I'm excited to hear more because I think the shift of realizing that we have to put back that humanitarian perspective into communication, that it can't, and relational, that it can't just be about function and just getting needs met, that it has to be able to provide them with an ability to 
to communicate their emotions and whether it's joy or sadness or a sense of mourning because of loss. And so I look forward to our next appointment and podcast with you getting to talk about what it looks like with training for the family members and caregivers, as well as how you see this affecting and impacting the lives of the learners. And here's some stories. We'd love to hear some stories about the successes in the difference that you're starting to see this make in the lives of the individuals that you're working with. Thank you, Micah. I look forward to it as well. Fantastic. So for those of you, we just appreciate you joining us today and please take a moment to take a look at the different links and references to the podcast. Please look at simplespeak.co and also please take a look at the Hear My Voice and we'll have information about Dr. Olenek's nonprofit as well as her businesses and some links also to some publications uh, that she has participated in so that you can learn more about this exciting new way to help in promoting communication with your family, friends, and loved ones who may have a communication delay. So we thank you so much. Look forward to having you back. And for those of you that are new to Connected, please take a moment to give a shout out, do a review, bringing professionals like Dr. Olenek who are changing the world and making a difference is what we are about. So hit us up on Google Play, iTunes, or Spotify, and let us know what you think, because we are here to help provide motivation, inspiration, and solutions that are important to the most difficult struggles you may be facing in your life. Thanks so much and have a great day.